calories, conversations, connecting collectors and art enthusiasts. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 12, that's right, a dozen of Audio Galleries, a Rug Radio production with me, your host, Benjamin White at the NFT 101. Very quick disclaimer before we get into the good stuff. This show is not intended to, nor should it be treated as financial advice. Please do your own research, make your own decisions at all times and above all else, Stay safe in Web3, people. There's some nasty folks out there, so be careful. Um, it's also a recorded spaces that will go on to be a published podcast, so consider that later on when requesting to speak, because I will be publishing it. Will you all do me the honor of retweeting the pinned tweet that I've got up the top uh, and getting it all out there, letting people know what we're doing today? Whew, we've got some tweets to pin today, let me tell you. There's been so much going on in the world of audio galleries. I am very, very excited. Um, let's look back on the week we've had. Episode 11, last Friday, with the wonderful Chris Kay. What a treat. Um, some incredible stories. <laughs> and uh, I know a lot of folks have done like a, a real deep dive into Bull Market Girlfriends since the show. It was a fairly early project in the space. And, uh, and yeah, you know, I know a lot of you have really enjoyed looking on at that. Uh, Chris K was awesome. We completed the autumn airdrop early today. So everyone minted spring and autumn was airdropped earlier today. So I hope you're all enjoying those. They look beautiful in people's wallets. Um, thanks to everyone who supported the open edition on OpenSea. Another mint with over 1,000 pieces. Um, and following this mint, I was able to pay... Chris K, over $16,000, and that now puts the artist's share of revenue through audio galleries over $100,000, which is absolutely incredible. 12 episodes, 100K, all as share of revenue to artists who can now go and continue to create. We love this. Thank you to everyone who listened, commented, sent messages, and minted. Very quickly from me, Audio Galleries is an educational, I try to make it educational at least, art-focused Web3 project working to connect emerging and established artists with a community of digital art collectors and enthusiasts. Hosted each week by me, the show features an artist or a designer. In this case, well, I don't know, we'll ask her what she calls herself. Um, either emerging or firmly established who is focused on creating incredible work and making it available via the blockchain. I interview each guest, giving you, the audience, an opportunity to learn more about their style, their inspiration, their process, their previous works, their future plans. And then during the show, we launch an open edition mint on OpenSea with artwork provided by our guest. All available, all available to purchase for between 15 and 75 US dollars. Audio Galleries Mint Pass holders, woo, who mint this piece, will also be rewarded with a second exclusive piece by the same artist. If you would like more information, please go to 
audio galleries on Twitter or the Discord or subscribe to my newsletter because I do one a week about what we're up to. Um, once again, I am joined today by the lovely Tristan from OpenSea. Hey, Tristan. Hey, Ben. How you doing? I am full of beans. If you could see me now, I look like a tomato. I just did 25 <laughs> kilometers on my bike. Oh, good for you. <laughs> legged it to the shower and then legged it to the show. And so I'm full of energy and uh, vim, I think people would call it. How are you? Incredible. I'm doing great. I just ate a sandwich and I'm under a blanket. So okay. we've got an opposite vibe going. But, uh... Okay. Um, well, uh, I'm looking forward to today. You? Oh, my gosh. I have been just gushing over Steffi Fung's work. So, yeah, I'm, I'm losing it. I'm so excited to be here. Front page of OpenSea looking on point once again. Thank you for that. Um, Absolutely stunning. Our artist today, recognized for her vibrant colors and balanced compositions, Steffi Fung, is a leading 3D digital fashion artist and educator based in London who creates digital fashion NFTs and AR, which I think is augmented reality. I must touch up on my uh, terminology. Fashion. She has worked with clients such as Dell, with that beautiful Dell commercial, which I see every now and again I love. Uh, Gucci, Vogue Singapore, Glenn Fiddich, Snapchat. She's been featured in Vice, Nylon Magazine, Hype Beast, and was recently selected for the NFT Now 100 um, 2023. Her work frames vibrant colors, balanced composition, Oh, my goodness me. I need to put my teeth back in. You're paying, doing great. <laughs> paying homage to her Chinese heritage and also to educate her audiences on the culture. Her designs have been an amazing way for her to explore and express her British Chinese identity. And she hopes to fuse modern techniques with uh, and cuts with traditional Chinese elements. She also creates content on social media. Um, particularly Twitch. I watch her quite regularly on a Thursday evening on Twitch um, to educate her audience about digital fashion careers, about the industry, uh, and to help nurture new talent into the space. I met her at NFT Paris a couple of months ago. Steffi Fung, welcome to Audio Galleries. Hi, everyone. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having Yay. me, Ben. That was amazing. <laughs> Tristan, lovely Great to meet to you. Great to see you again. Well, I'm not, I can't see you, but I'm speaking with you. Great to speak with you again. How are you doing? Yes, I'm doing good. And I'm glad you mentioned, you mentioned NFT Paris because that was the first time that we yeah. met. And then that is the reason why we actually got this space going. Absolutely. So, Very yes. quick story. Steffi was walking around NFT Paris, as well as uh, being a guest speaker with the team from Givenchy and the wonderful Hollywood. Um, she uh, was wandering around Paris with, am I right? It was 100 blue envelopes. Um, yes, that was Okay, tell me about the envelopes. Tell me what was happening there. So I was a speaker for NFT Paris and I thought, it, well, it's a great pr a place to show my work, you know, and I want to get more people involved in digital fashion because it's such a new industry and not many people collect digital fashion NFTs. So my plan was to, one, have a hundred um, envelopes, which inside of them held an NFT that was free to mint. And on the flip side, on the other side of the uh, envelope was that you could actually wear the outfit using augmented reality which is something else i'm quite passionate yes. about so 
it was just a good entrance into digital fashion and just what we're doing here, which is like sharing digital well, fashion more to the web free crowd. I feel really honoured because I got one of these envelopes. Uh, I got it in exchange for helping Steffi take a photograph with some of her friends because there were lots of them and they were trying to selfie. So I was ever the gentleman. I went over and offered to take a photograph and then I managed to snag one of these uh, envelopes with the NFT, which I have minted and I love. Um, and also, uh, Steffi took a wonderful video of me, cringe, uh, modeling her incredible uh, AR uh fashion her her beautiful it was like a cool really cool jacket and then i saw like a video afterwards steffi of like betty from uh <laughs> dead fellas and farouk and a whole bunch of people wearing the same uh the same outfit so yes. really really cool exercise for you to do anyway there we are why don't you uh why don't we rewind a moment <laughs> why don't we give you the opportunity to make an introduction in your own words tell us who you are and sure. what you do Yes, absolutely. So I'm Stevie Fung. Lovely to meet you guys. I'm a digital fashion artist. I create digital fashion NFTs. I also, I suppose I dabble in AR fashion with, so it's augmented reality fashion so that people can start wearing digital fashion and uh, yeah, exploring that and experiment with that. And on, in my spare time, I would say I am a content creator dedicated to sharing not only just digital fashion but also digital fashion within the web free space because it's so new there's not a lot of people that do what I do and I just feel like I've been in the space for about nearly three years now and I've got a lot of experience in terms of I've seen the space grow and so I'm just sharing back all the knowledge that I find and that I learn back to the community online. Amazing. I'm going to let Tristan jump in because my vo I'm tired of my voice for a moment. Hey, Tristan, you good? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Hey, <laughs> Steffi. Um, tell hey. us how you became an artist and uh, designer. How did you get into all this? Yeah, so my journey actually started in graphic design. I was studying graphic design at university. And then by the time I graduated, my dream was to be a 3D motion designer because I was, I probably stumbled across a YouTube video of this guy called Grayscale Gorilla. He's a really well-known guy in the 3D scene. And he was probably, probably one of the first to put out these kind of 3D YouTube tutorials. So I saw that. I started learning it. And I, then by the time I graduated, that was my dream. I wanted to work in 3D motion design. I wanted to work in a branding and advertising industry. And then, of course, the pandemic happened. And during that time, I just I was going into London quite a lot every single day, going into the office. But when the pandemic uh, pandemic happened, I got all this time back. And I used that spare time because it did take me about an hour and a half to go into London and an hour and a half to come back from London. So that's already three hours that I was saving, right? I used that time to learn digital fashion because uh, during, I suppose, just slightly before 2020, I got pulled into a project where I helped out on a commission project in a community called DigiGirl. And DigiGal is like this community that is for like 3D artists that are more so women-led and LGBTQ+. And they were commissioned by a luxury department store here in London where it's called Selfridges. And they had a, a collection, maybe about seven outfits that they wanted to digitize. 
And so I was brought onto that project to create maybe like a 3D scene or texture the scene or to animate the cameras. And that's where I got introduced to digital fashion what? because there were people there. No, no, yeah. carry on, carry on. I'll, I'll jump in in a second. <laughs> there were people there that were digital fashion artists and I was just watching them create. And as I was watching them, I was amazed. First of all, it was incredible what they were making. But second of all, I realized that digital fashion was 3D. And I thought, okay, I've already learned 3D. And I've always wanted to make like my own clothes, like physical clothes, but I just couldn't be bothered to get the materials, to actually cut it out, to learn how to sew. So this was like an opportunity for me to create clothes that I always wanted to wear. But instead, I can just do it but like with my computer and that's all I needed and I already knew how to work in 3D so it was just like a during that year it was a way for me to have a have fun and to play about and then suddenly I started doing it so much that I do it now every single day I love that and what I was going to say was wow I can't believe that's been so recent because to look at your work you one would assume you'd been doing it forever like it looks so beautiful and like just realistic. I know it's meant to look realistic, but like I think what I'm trying to say is like it look it just looks like something you've been perfecting for a long, long time. So that's incredible that you've been doing it. You know, like the pandemic feels like it was yesterday. You know, I'm, I keep, I need to really I need does. to keep reminding myself that it was actually three years ago now. But it's incredible that you've developed the skill that way. Why don't you tell us then a little bit more about like the scene around you? Now, I, when I usually uh, ask that question, I say the art scene around you, and I don't want to, like, um, I, I want to make sure I get this right. So, like, you probably call yourself an artist and a designer, but when I say the scene around you, I mean like fashion and and uh, and art, and you know, like, what? Tell us about what's going on around you that you then draw into your work. Yeah, sure. I It's funny because I'm a digital fashion artist without the fashion background. And what I'm finding is that a lot of people in this space, they don't necessarily have the fashion background, but more so of the tech skills, like the 3D skills. And that's what digital fashion is really all about, is the blend between fashion, 3D and tech, which I find absolutely exciting because it's a really stark contrast between, uh, oh, a stark contrast with physical fashion. And so this scene or this space is really small still. Um, if you ask me to like uh, to mention any brands, digital fashion brands, communities, creators within this space, I could probably still name all of them because we are still quite a small bunch. But it does mean that there's space for more people to do this stuff. And that's why I am always educating. I'm always sharing my works, showing people what's possible within this space because you know, digital fashion is really going to set to grow within the next five years. Yeah, I mean, and grow exponentially, right? Like the, uh, the your expectation for the space in line with everything that's going on at the moment is that this will become a major industry within within fashion, right? Absolutely. As long, I mean, with uh, AI taking over, so we got AI, mm-hmm. Um, growing at a, such a fast pace right now but that's gonna also help with the tech industry with digital fashion because more people are going to use more digital 
I suppose, outputs to express themselves, especially the younger generation. They already, you know, if they've got worlds like Minecraft, Roblox, Fortnite, all of these mm. games, all of these virtual worlds, they are already so adept with just having their own avatar and just yeah. you know, buying digital goods within the games because at the core of it is games dynamics. So digital fashion really works well with games, first of all, but more people are going to want to express themselves digitally because that is where it's all heading anyways, especially with this whole NFT web-free revolution that's happening I right love now. That. And I also love like how you're absolutely right. Like young, a younger generation children, you know, like, they're so all they're so digitally native and you know like fashion for their avatar is as important and in some instances more important than the fashion they wear like that is such a shift you know compared to you know i grew up in the 90s and noughties and and it's completely like head and shoulders different nuts i sometimes struggle to get my own head around it even though i'm kind of working in this scene so it's really, really exciting that you're right at the front of that kind of that revolution in terms of uh, in terms of content creation and fashion creation from a digital perspective. I love it. Um, tell me then about like what or who inspires you, because I know you have this real like sense of blending cultures and um, and uh, and different things like that within your work. So give us like uh, an overview of your inspiration. Yeah, so if you guys were to look at my work, if you guys go to my profile and look at it, you can see straight away there are strong elements of Chinese culture within it. And that's because um, I was born in London. Um, my parents are from Hong Kong, so I'm British Chinese. And so when I was growing up, of course, the the way that I learned things, especially in the art space, was all very Eurocentric and it makes sense because I, I was born in London. And so what I noticed is that I have like uh, pockets of information that I have missed from my Chinese heritage. Um, I mean, I eat the food, I speak the language, I listen to some of the music and watch some of the dramas, but I don't know anything about like the history. So this got me thinking about, okay, what's a way that I can look into this more and learn about the Chinese culture? whilst also educating my own audiences about it as well. And it's funny because I didn't get that feeling with 3D motion design, which was the industry I was in before. Um, I actually found that with digital fashion, I was able to express my identity better and also just, you know, showcase who I am as an artist within this space with digital fashion. And it's interesting because fashion at the core of it, fashion is not only what you wear, but it's about your identity, it's about your character, it's about your confidence, it's all of that. So it just makes sense that digital fashion uh, is the place that I am at now and it's the best way to represent my, I suppose, my work. Love that. Absolutely love that. It's uh, it's so exciting. And uh I, uh, I I see it come through and I think the way that you blend it is incredible, right? Because, and you said it in the little video that you've put on uh, on your OpenSea drop page with us today, is that you, you blend that too with like your your love for street fashion, right? Yes, absolutely. So I am a fan of streetwear and now so now more so techwear. I've I've gone through a techwear rabbit hole now, but um I do love the aesthetic of it. I love the meaning behind streetwear as well. And blending, I suppose, Chinese culture or more so traditional Chinese culture 
uh, or elements with modern tarts or modern types of clothing is really what I'm driving for. And then that really makes what my work is because I could, for example, recreate traditional Chinese clothing, or I could, for example, recreate um, like some streetwear brand, right? But that wouldn't be me. So I feel like the combination of the two, that is what makes my work, um, my work. This is an amazing segue into talking a little bit more about your collaborations and the commissions that you've worked on. Um, everyone, I think, probably in this space, and if you haven't, uh, has seen your commercial with Dell, um, but also commissions with Gucci and many other really incredible brands. How are you connecting with these brands and what has uh, what have these experiences been like for you to, to work with them and, and bring your, your flavor to, uh, to the different brand collabs? Absolutely. I feel like right now uh, people talk about creator economy, right? And I feel like, yes, is the reason why I get all of these collaborations and work with these certain brands is because of creator economy. It's because I was dabbling with NFTs and I was able to post my personal work and sell them as NFTs. And, you know, thankfully for that, I was able to not only just uh, mint my NFTs and people collect it, but it kind of gave me a bit of validation that people actually enjoyed my personal work, which was amazing because uh, prior to that, of course, I was working full time. I was working under another company. And so I will be honest with you. I felt my creative soul really die in in the place that I used to work, just not because it was a bad place to work, but it's just because when you're working for somebody else, they've got different agendas from to what you want, right? You've got to follow what the company needs. And so with NFTs, it was just a perfect segue for me to start creating my own personal work. And alongside that, I started posting more on social media and posting more on Instagram, on TikTok, Twitter, all of that. And that is actually how a lot of my clients find me is pretty much from social media. So I wholeheartedly think as a visual artist, you really need to utilize social media because you never know who is going to be scrolling on your page you never know who is going to you know share your post to somebody or to a creative director to someone who needs your help uh, to build something or to create something with your talents so with these brands thankfully they found me on social media they gave, they sent me an email and I find it fascinating that with the brands that I have worked with, such as Dell, Gucci, Glenn Fittich, not all of them are fashion brands, which I find fascinating. Um, one of them is, but the other two, one is, of course, a tech company, computer parts company, and the other one is an alcohol company. So I've had really good range of projects, I would say. And the best thing about those three projects is that, well, they gave me a lot of creative control, which is a more of a collaborative state rather than um, how to describe, you know, usually you would work as a client and or there will be a client and you would have to adhere to what they right. want. So with these projects, I'm finding more so that they are letting go of the reins a little bit and giving creative control to artists and giving well giving more control for the, like the concept or how things will pan out and that is what I'm really excited for to see more collaborate uh, collaboration between big brands 
an individual artist. That's amazing. It, it feels like such a brilliant way to foster experimentation, creativity uh, amongst creators. So it's a really unique opportunity and you've done such an amazing job uh, leveraging them to really showcase your work and the range of things that you do. So uh, it's amazing. It's really refreshing as well to hear that like totally. you're working with you know, big brands who are used to, I imagine they're used to, you know, like the brief and then, and then really kind of pouring over. And, you know, I've worked with marketing teams before and, and it's funny how you, you get a brief and then you kind of like, you go back on it in certainly like in the web two world and everyone thinks they're an expert, right? So they, they call in an expert to help them do the work and then they think they're an expert and they critique it and put it to bits. And I love hearing about the fact that actually you're kind of like you're being looked upon as this expert and people are kind of deferring to your uh, better judgment in the space because it's all so new. And I think that's a really, really exciting, like powerful truth about the way cre the creative economy is moving, you know, like the creators are actually being viewed now as the experts rather than just the vehicle. I think that's really, really exciting. I absolutely agree yeah. with that. So cool. So cool. So, all right. Uh, <laughs> I want to know what it was like though. And we'll move into like your process in a moment, but what was it like when the email landed from Gucci? Like, I'd love to know how that felt in that moment. Oh man, I was absolutely <laughs> over the moon. I don't know what for any of those brands when they came in, I thought, Oh my gosh, it's them. And it always, it's always like that because, you know, um, as an individual artist, you know, you just, and especially since I work by myself, I'm always like by myself, not in a bad way, but not, um, I, I'm a freelancer. So I'm a one man band and I do everything by myself. So when that email came in, I'm like, wow, they noticed me. That is insane. That's so, but really it's the power of social media. I kid yeah, you not. That's really nice. That gave me that opportunity. I can relate. And I think a lot of the creators in this space, and I know that, you know, these spaces have got so many artists and content creators in, and I think they can all relate to that like it's the busiest loneliest job you'll do <laughs> because you know you're so you're you're interacting with so many people but you're doing it typically sat on your own right and so it's uh it's really it's great to get that kind of validation i love that steffi and um, we hear this from all of the artists that we speak with on this show about just how i mean you know artists are labeled as artists or creators but not as much as they should be given the credit for being true entrepreneurs, which is, I think, something that has been a really wonderful and important theme in all these conversations is just how self-motivated and driven and have so much grit. Um, but ultimately, really, like, it's that entrepreneurial spirit that we're seeing really shine through, especially in Web3. Love that. I totally agree, Tristan. That is a real common th thread that we're seeing in all of these conversations. Um, before we go live with the kind of talking about the uh, about the mint that's coming up, um, why don't you give us like a bit of a a heads up on your artistic process? Like, tell us more about the software that you use and kind of your favorite way to create, Steffi. Absolutely. So, with making digital fashion, it requires at least five different programs, and I kid you not, I wish it was simpler. I really do, but I ended up. Well, I end up using that many programs and it starts off with uh, Daz3D, which is an avatar program. And then you move it into Clo3D or Marvelous Designer, which is the program to create the garments. 
And once you're done with that, then you move into texturing and you can use Photoshop, you can use Substance Painter. And what is the next one? Cinema 4D. That is a 3D program. That is where I build, uh, I suppose, my 3D environments. And that's where I put everything in. I add the lighting, do the animation, camera animation in there. And we render it out. And the last one is usually um, After Effects because I like to create animations. And the reason why I create animations more so is because with fabrics, they just look way better when they're moving. You can see the whole movement. You can see that the way that they move. And if you ever look at different pieces of clothing that you guys have in a wardrobe, the, the way that they make you feel when you're moving is totally different from when it's just static on, on a mannequin, for example. Love it. And uh, you have summed that up really concisely, which gives me a great opportunity to do my little mint jingle. So sorry about this, everyone. But... Artist Edition is live. Which means the uh, Steffi Fung Quiet Quarry Runway Mint is now live. It is minting now. It is the easiest mint to find because all you have to do is go to the homepage of OpenSea. So that's OpenSea.io. And you can go there now and you can mint this incredible um, uh, Open Edition, which is absolutely stunning, Steffi. So... But maybe before we get into kind of like how you stumbled across Web3 and NFTs within this kind of fashion side of things that you're working in, why don't you tell us a little bit about this collection? Uh, yes, let's do it. So the collection, guys, is called Quiet Quarry Runway. And I think the concept of this piece, I think, is actually to do with like how I felt recently. Um, and I guess I really wanted to create a piece which was kind of peaceful, kind of like I'm visualizing somewhere where I can escape, where I can go. And it's, it's like beautiful weather. It's sunny. It's warm. And so that is the vision for the concept, because maybe perhaps I'm working too hard recently. So with this collection, I actually just wanted something <laughs> where um, there's the feeling of tranquility. And maybe because I'm always on social media on a time and everything's so fast paced, you know, everything's always instant gratification. I just wanted something where it just felt like it was calm. I love it. So that that is the collection. And of course, we've got two pieces, haven't yes. we, Ben? We've got Arcos and we've got Arena. Yeah, so I'll, I'll quickly give everyone the heads up. So Arcos, which is the female outfit, is the open edition. So everybody can head over there now. It's uh, 0.02 Ethereum per NFT um, to mint. It's an open edition live for the next 72 hours. Um, absolutely beautiful kind of animated piece. Um, and uh, it's an instant reveal, everyone, just so you all know. Uh, and yeah, as I say, that's live for 72 hours. Now, if you are a holder of the Audio Gallery's Mint Pass, um, all you have to do is put in audio galleries into the OpenSea search. Um, if you are a holder of that Mint Pass, it used to be that that Mint Pass kind of got you the allow list to Mint. But since we've been using OpenSea to Mint and it's wonderful, all this additional exposure, what we've decided to do, and we should really change the name of it, Tristan, to like the, uh, the airdrop pass, right? <laughs> so if you Mint the edition, which is Arcos, then you will, and you hold the Mint Pass and they're in the same wallet, I then take a snapshot a couple of days later 
and then I airdrop, and it's called, what's our male version called? Aronite. That's it's right. beautiful as well. So Aronite is the male version of the collection. Uh, and yes, that will be airdropped to holders of the Mint Pass who mint this edition and hold them in the same wallet. Um, if you hold multiple Mint Passes, then you would need to mint multiple uh, editions to kind of pair them together. So I'll just do a very quick example. If you hold three Mint Passes, you will need three open editions to get three airdrops. Easy as that. Simple, simple, simple. Um, but yeah, they, they are absolutely beautiful, Steffi. And I'm I'm so grateful that you use them with us as well because you were building these right before before you and I uh, met. These have taken you quite a while. You've been, is it right? You've been developing these like with your community that that watch. You know, you create during the uh, during your life, like. Yes, yeah. that's right. So we created it during, um, I do weekly Twitch streams, actually. And it's so that I could, one, actually create some personal work, but two, also involve my community within that process. And actually, if anyone has come to my Twitch stream for the past month, they would have been, you know, watching the process of this NFT come to life. And also even, I even asked them to give me color palettes. They even give their own input. So it, it really is a whole community made nft i love it i mean it's uh it's incredible so let's uh let's backtrack a minute and uh, and i'll go over the kind of like the operational side of the nft in a minute but tell us then a little bit about how you discovered web3 and the space we, we've got a good picture i think of how you became a designer and an artist to that end but nft specifically what kind of introduced you to that side of of this space yeah, so I think it was the end of 2019, I think. Well, I was already on Twitter prior to all of this web-free NFT craze that happened, especially during 2020. But I was just on there and I was posting my art. And suddenly I saw one of my artist friends post hashtag crypto art. And I thought, what does that mean? What is that? And so I asked him about it and he was just minting his first crypto art. And so I, it got me curious. And especially during that time, there was not a lot of people or even companies or even Twitter. Play, there wasn't even Twitter spaces at that point, actually. Um, so there wasn't a lot of resources, you know, talking about NFTs and what it could be. And so I, I, I pretty much learned via Twitter. And I think a lot of people started joining Twitter during that time. And then the whole NFT boom happened during 2020. And then I started posting more of my personal work. And I talked about how posting NFTs and posting my personal work or minting them as NFTs really gave me a new space to, or even just more confidence to carry on posting my personal work. Because prior to that, I was working full time. And so as soon as I joined in and started uh, minting more nfts um i just started doing it more and more and i've i've been minting since 2019 i'd say so it's been nearly four years that's wow crazy. yeah that is you are og <laughs> that, is, that is really really uh early so amazing and um you know it's uh it's great to see um fantastic that people are already minting thank you to everyone if anyone has any questions please go to the Audio Galleries Discord. Myself and Sigrid, who is behind the Audio Galleries account, will uh, absolutely answer any questions that you have. You can either ask them in the chat or you can open a support ticket and we'll help you that way too. Um, 
Steffi, tell me then about what, because we've talked very much about like operationally the doing of your work, but I'm, I'm curious to learn a little bit more about like the feeling, like what, what does it mean to you to be an artist or a creative? Like, yeah, what, there we are. I've asked the question. What does that mean to you? <laughs> yes, it's a good one. Um, you know, growing up being creative, I always noticed that I, I enjoyed it a lot more, especially compared to anything else. And I think it's the best way of saying that I'm a creative is, to, is that I'm able to express myself and my identity confidently. And not only can I do that, but I can also make, you know, things that look amazing as well, create beautiful art from nothing. And I think being a creative or being an artist or designer, whatever it is in this creative uh, field is that I think I feel like it's one of the best jobs where you create something out of nothing and you can share it widely with people, you know, and people can appreciate and, you know, they could, you know, look at the art and have it, own it, share it and just appreciate it. And I think that's just one of the most beautiful things you could do. Very, very well put. And uh, I completely agree. It's uh, it's great to see it. It's great to see your authenticity too. I watch the Twitch streams. Um, I really enjoy them. I think it's great. I, I think what makes them so great is your authenticity, as I say. Like, it's very relaxed. It's very chill. You kind of know everyone in there on first name terms. Um, and uh, it's really well put together. I would recommend anyone who uh wants to learn a little bit more about what what steffi's doing here go into download twitch and go into one of her twitch streams on a th they're usually on a thursday right that's right we call it streaming thursdays i love it i love it except if you've got a deadline for audio galleries in which case it becomes streaming fridays right that's right <laughs> i'm glad you noticed i noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, tell me about your plans for the future, Steffi. Like, I'm super excited to, you know, you are right at the front of what's going on at the moment. Tell me, tell me what that means then for the next, let's talk six, 12 months. Oh, goodness. Wow. <laughs> um, yes, actually, that, that's a good place to start because when people start asking me, what do you want to do in five years time? And I'm thinking, I have Nobody no idea what this, this industry is. space is crazy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It could go upside down. It could go even bigger. We yeah. never know. So six to 12 months is a pretty good uh, goal, Great. actually. I would say I have a few ideas of what I, I will be doing for the rest of 2023. Um, the first one is to build up my own digital fashion brand, which I, I already have this kind of brand that I have, but I want to push it further. I want to create my own collections. I want to collaborate more. I want to have it so that when people see my designs, they automatically think that's Steffi's Fung's designs. So that is the first thing I want to do. Um, the second thing I would love to do is actually work more with augmented reality. I already work with it, but I want to go deeper because the thing about wearing augmented reality is that there are a lot of technical difficulties we are facing right now because when you create digital fashion, they are very intricate. And if you look at your clothing that you're wearing right now, they've got loads of folds. They're quite organic. And when you translate that into 3D, if you want something with all that detail, it is very heavy file you're dealing with. And when you want to translate that into augmented reality, which is a, a games asset, and usually with games asset, you have to reduce the heck out of them and optimize them. 
and then it, it just doesn't look as detailed and great anymore. So that's one thing that I'm looking forward to is in the future with AR, that the technology will get better, things will load faster, we can import bigger files, and we can get more people wearing not so simple outfits. Uh, because right now, a lot of them are simplified. And the last thing I will want to do, let's see, 2023, last thing I, I aim to do is continue educating people about digital fashion. I feel like I found an, a new found passion of educating. And I think it just comes naturally to me. Um, I'm very good at just, you know, telling people or showing people what I do and people will start getting interested. And so, of course, if you guys are interested in learning digital fashion, then you guys should come to my Twitch streams or go to my YouTube channel, which is what I will be uh, looking after this year. I'm planning to grow that. that. And uh, any any plans to talk at any more like big events or anything like that? Not at the moment, but I'm always down for a talk. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm always down for a panel talk. They're good yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to move in a moment into uh, my quickfire questions, and then I'll uh, invite a few people up from the audience to maybe ask a question. Before we do that, NFT Now 100, like that's a big deal. There are, <clears throat> excuse me, there are some some really big names in that that list and um tell me what was that like like what was it like being uh, awarded that spot you know what was it like when you got the call or the email or whatever like how how did that go down yeah it was something i did not expect because it just popped into my email inbox again just like with these client works they just suddenly pop up and i thought huh when did i get you know nominated for this or selected for this but it just happened and i was absolutely honored if i'm honest because you know a hundred people out of the whole of web3 there's a lot of people in web3 so i'm absolutely honored that they chose me to be one of the influential people or figures within the space especially within digital fashion and you know especially since i've been in the space for about three years or digital fashion for three years it's great to see that my work is being recognized and i really wasn't being I wasn't expecting to be nominated at all. Well, congratulations. I know it was a it was a really well received guest. I bet you wish you were at that dinner, right? Yes, they invited <laughs> everyone to to New York um because of course it was uh NFT NYC recently. They invited everyone to the Rockefeller Center. And I was so annoyed that I couldn't go because it was just in that iconic building and it looks great. Uh but perhaps maybe next time. Maybe <laughs> next time. Okay, quick, quick fire yeah. questions. I ask every guest these same questions. It's good to learn a little bit more about them away from their creative process. So let's go. Steffi Fung, your favorite, yeah. your favorite yeah. movie, please. House Moving Castle. Okay, I'm not familiar with it. I will have a look at it. Good one. It's a Ghibli Studio production. Okay, there we are. You, you need to I check will. it out. Absolutely. <laughs> favorite book. I don't really read books. This is a terrible question. <laughs> but I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I actually make, I made my own notepads when I was, especially when I was a graphic designer. So I would say my favorite book is actually the one that I made because I screen printed it and I actually binded it by hand. So it was a handmade book that I still have. I never okay, write in it. That's awesome. You win. Um, <laughs> favorite, favorite fictional character. It has to be Mulan. Nice. Love it. Obviously. Like, that makes total sense. Great, 
fashion in that movie too, right? Yeah, great humour yeah, as well. for sure. Um, okay, your favourite brand. Can't wait for this answer. Oh, mate, you, I think you're going to be surprised because uh, this is... I don't have a favourite brand, but I do have one that I do look up to, and that's Dyson. <laughs> it's a bit of an odd one. I did. The Hoover, the vacuums. They yeah, do they do, you're vacuums. right. They do, they like, do hair, hair dryers hair and fans. Okay. Hand dryers. <laughs> they do it all, Ben. They do it all. They do it all. I want to be like Dyson because they're so innovative, right. and they, their tech is amazing. Yeah, incredible. A little story, a l- little funny story for you here. Before I worked in... <laughs> In digital JPEG-y stuff, I actually worked in the food industry um, and yeah. uh, I actually worked in the farming industry, would you believe it? Who are farmer. Okay. And James Dyson has a farm not far away from me and was one of my uh, customers. How about that? Wow. There you are. Oh, my I know. goodness. Who I would know? Over, over Mr. Dyson. <laughs> Amazing. He pays on time too, which is always good. Okay. Uh, favorite destination, Steffi? It would have to be Hong Kong, which is where my parents are from. I love it. It's absolutely top, top, top of my list. I'm annoyed at myself that I haven't been, and I absolutely will be going. Um, Okay, and best cuisine? Uh, It would have to be Japanese cuisine. I'm in love with sushi, ramen, all of that stuff. Very, very good. Me too. Agreed. Okay. that is Steffi Fung. Steffi, amazing. Thank you so much for coming up and joining us with my questions. Um, we've got Doug on stage already. Hey, Doug. Hey, good morning, everybody. How's it going? Excellent. Hey, uh. hey So hey. Doug comes up once so, a week. Yeah, sorry. I should just... Uh, uh, no. Give I'll, me give a, a little, I'll give you a little I'll give you a little intro, Doug. Doug from Toy Boogers comes up once a week and asks a question that I'm probably not in a position to ask because I'm not actually an artist. And so he's always very insightful and, uh, and asks questions that, you know, people would love to hear um, from an artist's perspective. So go for it, Doug. As long as I haven't been eating too many jelly beans, then I'll get it. I feel like I've been eating too many jelly beans today, to be honest. So. Right, go, go for hey, it, that's man. What, that's what gives us the uh, the the LFG spirit here. So yeah, Steffi, uh, it's so cool to uh, be on stage with you and, and be able to chat with you and ask you a question. Um, these questions are, that I get to ask are like artist kind of focused, technique focused, um, inspiration kind of things. And sometimes they're really self-serving. Like I want to know, I want to know like what your secret is. So I'm trying to like tease out all of our cool um, guests' um, secrets and advice. And so. Um, I'm rereading The War of Art uh, by Stephen Pressfield. So if anybody, you said you don't read books, but this one, maybe you should read this one. Or I'll say you should, you should, anybody, any artist, any writer, anybody grinding, anybody grinding on anything, uh, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because his like essential advice is just like, you just got to be consistent and just keep going and keep going and do and then and then fight your like desire to procrastinate is his whole thing and it's great because it's like there's like a million examples but do you have like this type of thing like some people it's you just got to keep exploring you just got to keep playing some sometimes it's like you just have to let go and just like 
open yourself up. Uh, some people it's all about routine or the time of day is their secret. Like I just work from, you know, 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. And like, you know, so do you have like a, uh, 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 like a secret, like in, in that sense of, or, or, or like a, a thing that you like really rest on that it's like, yeah, like it's all about routine. It's all about grit. It's all about connections. Like wh- what would that be? What would you say to those, to this kind of a topic? Um, I would say I I like what that book is about. Maybe I should really read it. But I would say um, definitely I haven't I wouldn't say I have a routine, but I just wake up every day and get stuff done because I feel like the way that I was brought up was that I, as a kid, I would be doing millions of different things, whether it was just like my studies or like playing piano, going to like swimming and like doing dancing lessons. Like I was always doing different things. I was always learning different things. And so I'm quite a multitasker. And because of how I was, how I grew up as a kid doing so many things. Now I, I, in my day to day job, I do so many things as well. And I feel like, and maybe this might be a London thing, but if you're not doing anything, you feel like you're falling behind. Yeah. <laughs> so as an artist, I try to make sure that um, I'm actually just constantly generating work. Because mm-hmm. if I don't generate anything and if I don't improve myself or better myself, then I will just get left behind, especially in this fast paced culture of yes. just the Internet in general. That's cool. Yeah. That, so that's really kind of the, the message of, as well as in this book, The War of Art. It's a famous book. Uh, Stephen Pressfield's a legend in uh, writing and also just kind of like inspiring artists and writers and anybody who's grinding on something um it's just like yeah get up and just keep going like that's literally his whole message he's like just grab your pen grab your typewriter grab your paintbrush and just start and then it's funny there's like all these quotes about like you know inspiration usually strikes right after i pick up the pen or you know at nine o'clock every morning or you know (laughs) stuff like that but i love that i love the energy and how you're just productive Uh, one other quick question so you but you do finish things like that's what the (laughs) that's the hard thing sometimes people you know we do so much leonardo kind of like da vinci syndrome you like start a million things but don't conclude so it's cool to see you concluding things and i think that's the other thing about minting that i love in web3 is like when you mint something it's like boom it's sealed it's like published and so it's like Mm -hmm. you get this accomplishment of like completing so uh cheers and congrats to so what you've done so far uh i just minted three i'm super excited um about the future trajectory of everything you're doing and just fashion in general so um and i love that you have the educational side to it because we all want to know about this and so you are our uh, go-to so cheers and thank you for that and uh happy friday happy weekend everybody yeah thank you happy friday happy friday to you sir thank you um, before I ask uh, Sir Trav to come up, um, I have got a question that's in our Discord, the Audio Galleries Discord, which is from uh, what What should Mary Jane? Um, and the question is, Ben White, if you see this, I'd love to hear from Steffi. What I'd like to know what she sees as the future for digital fashion for non-gamers. Like 10 years down the line, what does it look like? Oh, that's very interesting. Well, it's easy for gamers to get into digital fashion because they have skins already in their games for their avatars. And it's the first thing you do when you get into a game is customize your avatar. So it's totally easy for them. But in, oh my gosh, 10 years time, I believe by that point, it's going to become so natural that you're not even going to think about digital fashion like as a separate thing. Just how like with... um 
if you think about augmented reality filters that you have on TikTok, Instagram, that you can those face filters that you just put on and you just swipe through and you don't think about it anymore because it's just become so natural for us. So I feel like for digital fashion, it's going to be so integrated in our technology, whether that's is going to be with our cameras on our phones, whether it's going to be on our spectacles, um, because Apple's working on those, Snapchat's got their own version. You bet other tech companies will have their own version of that as well. So once the technology gets better and we can have, I suppose, the accessibility, the ease of accessibility to these technologies and have them embedded in our technologies, it's going to be so easy to just flick through a digital fashion outfit that you want to wear and then you don't necessarily need an avatar it could just be you and you're you're using your camera and you just want to you know you just want to feel different or try a different outfit and i believe it's going to become very natural to all of us i think that's awesome i think um i was, I was talking in paris actually to my friend omri um and he was talking about how excited he is about AR in the sense that like um, if you're say you are, you really love, okay, I'm just going to go down the line of like Pokemon cause it's easy, but say you uh, love Pokemon and you have a Pikachu and uh, you can choose when you're walking down the street based on the device that you have around you, whether or not you want to show your Pikachu to other people who are wearing the same glasses or have the same implant in their brain or whatever. Um, this is way in the future, probably, although maybe not that far in the future. But I love the idea of being able to walk down the road and stop and be like, ah, you and I are connected in our interests. And I don't even need to, uh, I don't even need to speak to you or be introduced to you to know that because we're both wearing the same device and we've both allowed one another to see that we're both into the same thing. And I think that's really, really powerful in terms of like connections in the future. And um, yeah, I wondered what you thought of that. <laughs> what you just said is exactly what's going to happen. And actually, I feel like one of the best examples that is currently happening right now, um, one of these digital fashion brands that I really look up to and that I admire is Artifacts. Is that they've got, they're working with AR, they're working with, you know, they're giving their communities the 3D assets of their their avatars to to play around with to make animations with to make other you know projects with and so they're really like involved in a community and whenever you go to these like nft drops or even if you're walking outside and you see someone wearing one of their clo pieces of clothing you already know that they are into hot yeah, right. so what you're saying that it makes sense it absolutely makes sense so um this is just great for communities because you can really just instead of everyone being hidden about what community that they're in and it just lives on a phone you know um with this technology whether it's embedded in digital fashion physical fashion um you're going to be able to see more of what people can are interested in straight Got away it. And there's going to be less of a barrier. I to think that. that's really exciting about that. What what then token gating opens up to that end, being able to connect with people without having to be introduced to them. It's great. It was a great point when Omri made it to me. Uh, and I know he's a member of like the NFT UK um, fam. And I know Mila is in the crowd also. Hey, Mila from NFT UK. Um, okay. Before she has to drop, because I know Tristan is mega busy and has usually meetings at the top of the hour. Tristan, you good? 
I'm great. I'm just, I'm taking it all in. I, <laughs> I'm like scrolling through all of the things that you've created, Steffi. And I'm just like, I want to own this. I want to wear it. I want like, I, I'm like trying to envision myself being cool enough to actually rock these outfits. <laughs> I think you pull it off. I think I don't could. know. I don't know. Right now I'm you in like a it snuggie. Off. It's like I'm doing, I'm doing like, I'm, I'm like the sin of the fashion industry right now. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I think it's so inspiring. I think we're seeing so many female creators do such innovative and amazing things. And week after week, I'm just more inspired by what the future holds and how this industry is able to sort of like uplift and and give a new uh, platform to for you know by which these creators can actually share their work with the world so I just I don't know I'm I'm in awe of what you're building and I just can't wait to see what happens over the next few years because to your point I think uh, you've got the future in your hands and you're at the forefront of a brand new industry which is incredible thanks Tristan Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Tristan. Have a great weekend. Um, Sir Travis, hello there. Hey, how's it going? All good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. So I was I was just thinking, um, so you kind of touched on a lot of things that I was thinking about, but so especially with the artifact, um, and say you have a clone X and you want to put an outfit on it, do you think there's a possibility that in in a couple years' time that you go to Amazon and you buy that digital outfit for that clone? Yeah, absolutely. I believe so. And people are actually, well, right now, if you have one of their clone X, you would receive or you can download one of their 3D assets. You could actually start making your own outfits now if you really wanted to. So if you wanted to start learning digital fashion, then that's definitely possible. But if you're not ready to learn digital fashion, there will definitely be like a marketplace where people will create their own versions and you can buy it and then reskin it and put it onto your avatar for sure. Amazing. Great question, Sir Travis. And uh, you're a clone holder, right, Steffi? Oh, yes, yeah, yes, you, I am. Uh, th- uh, that's a fascinating project. Like, uh, I know they get a bit of shade sometimes, but I think what they're building there in terms of, like, bringing in fashion brands and the, the ability to to really touch on this really highly, start, like, hyper-textual, like, 3D, really kind of, like, lifelike rendering is really, really exciting. And it's quite different from a lot of other a lot of other projects that are perhaps like a little bit more focused on the IP and application in other ways. I, I think, um, I think that is definitely like artifact clonex. They feel like they're the projects that are really kind of banging the drum that, that you're talking about, right? This industry that you're, that you're starting to pioneer together. Yes. I feel like they, one thing that they do well is involve their community quite well. And another thing is that, you know, of course, they're going to, of course, you're going to get slack if you're the one of the first to do something because this space is so new. So that they might not do everything correct or right, but at least they're trying. And, you know, so I'm quite excited to see how, you know, in five years time, how is that brand going to grow? What else is going to be included? And, you know, how they're going to involve their community uh, even more. Amazing. Steffi. Uh, thank you so much for today. I really, really appreciate it. So Travis, thank you for coming up. Uh, Doug, 
as ever thank you so much for coming up um for sure no worries i know tristan's gone now thank you whoever's behind the OpenSea account appreciate you coming up and uh (laughs) and also uh sigrid thank you so much for uh hosting from the audio galleries account everyone what a fantastic episode um thank you all for coming out too uh, it's a long weekend here in the UK. Whee! Uh, we have a public holiday. So, um, yes, I will be about. If people need to chat, please hit me in DMs or in Twitter or come into the Audio Galleries Discord. In the meantime, as I said before, go to uh, OpenSea.io and on the front page you will see Steffi's incredible collection is uh, available for all to see. Um, and if you are a Mint Pass holder, Audio Galleries Mint Pass holder, and you mint this, you will receive the second uh, in the collection. You will be able to complete the collection, which is really, really exciting. Next week, holy moly, one of my favorite people in Web3, Philip Colbert, who gave me my first job in the Web3 space um, when we minted his amazing Lobstars project. Um, We're doing something fun next week, something fun and artistic. It is actually going to be the first Audio Galleries generative collection. Um, I am really, really excited to share this with you guys. Uh, I was in London earlier this week with Philip. We created a fantastic video. Um, And I think if you go to the drops page now, the calendar, um, his collection is up on there. It's called Flowers, Flowers, Flowers. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be announcing it properly tomorrow, but if you're uh, around, go and have a look. It's next Thursday as well. It's a day earlier. So you'll see I've pinned a tweet, which is uh, the most recent one next week. Audio Galleries is hosting and minting a very special collection with Lobsteropolis and OpenSea. So there's the reminder in there. Go and get in early. Um, I'm also going to be back on Sunday. Um, I'm hosting a really uh, great a new marketplace platform that's opening up for um, artists who are, I guess, um, you know, completely out of the loop when it comes to uh, Web3. Um, it's called expressions.com and they have a really cool marketplace that's creating. So one of one pieces of artwork get kind of transferred from um IRL work into digital work and and put forward uh, via this cool marketplace. So I'm hosting them on Sunday. It's a paid uh, hosting, um, so I want to be really clear about that. But I'm really really careful about the people that I work with to that end. I've had a really good look at what they're doing. I think it's fascinating. I think it's great for underrepresented voices, and so I'm really looking forward to it. If you go to my pla- my profile after this, I'll probably pin that uh that tweet with that space but in the meantime what you should be thinking about is how wonderful steffi is and how amazing these two incredible artworks are steffi any final thoughts from you i'm just so excited that this one is live i hope you guys uh if you guys you know listen to this uh twitter space i hope you guys learned something about digital fashion and if you guys are interested please collect a piece because uh, digital fashion is really a, a new industry. And so if you pick up one of these pieces, I feel like in a few years' time, you're going to be there thinking, oh my gosh, I picked up one of Stephanie Fong's p- early pieces. I love that. And this 
industry is gonna be it's gonna keep growing is what i'm saying so this you're in early now amazing <laughs> and uh, i agree it's gonna be massive steffi thank you so much for your time i'm gonna play out using your other track left right by shooting from shooting star um, by xg and uh yes thank you so much for coming up and joining me everyone have a wonderful weekend gm This is audio galleries, conversations, connecting collectors and art enthusiasts with